Hello, Survivor. My name is Ashley Hollick. I am a certified coach and owner of Phoenix Rise Coaching, and welcome to the Thriving After Abuse podcast. Inspiration, tools, and modalities for survivors. My very long story short is that in November of 2020, I healed 12 years of chronic debilitating back pain, and it was with mindset work. My physical pain was actually emotional trauma of an abusive relationship in my teens. My mission now is to spread awareness that this is even possible, because I didn't believe it, to inspire survivors of abuse that healing is 100% attainable and to share tools, techniques, and modalities to begin and continue your healing journey. On this podcast, I will be sharing my own personal knowledge and experience as well as bringing you experts in the trauma healing field. Welcome home. Hello, and welcome to this week's solo episode. My name is Ashley Hollick, and I am the host of the Thriving After Abuse podcast. And this episode is going to be all about the importance of education on your healing journey. And this week, I'm really excited to share with you the four stages of healing after toxic relationships that I've kind of put together over the last year. I think that these are the four most important pieces Obviously, this model may not resonate with you, so take what you need and, you know, leave the rest. Um, There's a million different ways to what skin a cat or whatever they say. (laughs) So this is what I think is an effective way to heal, and I am excited to share it with you. So I believe that this lifelong, expansive journey of healing can really kind of be broken down into four different stages. So the first stage is awareness. Now, this just means, you know, awareness that healing is not only needed, but that healing is possible. I know, speaking from my own personal experience, I thought that I was broken, that I was damaged goods, or that I was just kind of as is, right? I didn't think there was room for improvements. I didn't even think that healing was possible or that I needed to do it. I had just thought that the only way for me to heal after all of the trauma that I went through was to go to talk therapy or, you know, take pills. And when I was younger, when I was 19, I had a really scary and horrific traumatizing experience the one time that I did go to a psychiatrist. And so I never went to any sort of shrink after that. I... It was that bad. I was like, I am not putting myself through that again Um, and just kind of put it in the box of like, they're all the same, right? And disclaimer, I am not saying to not go to talk therapy or to see doctors or specialists. Obviously should get as much help and support as you need, as you feel comfortable with. And talk therapy can be really beneficial for some people in some certain situations. So that is step one is awareness. It means simply having the knowledge that healing work may benefit you and that healing is possible. Just having that tiny little itsy bitsy inkling of a thought that it is possible Uh, Because wherever you are in your healing journey, you know, sometimes it feels far from possible. So just having that tiny, tiny bit of it being possible is all that it takes. But if you don't have an inch of belief, it's probably going to be hard to make any forward progress. So if this is where you're at, if you really don't think that it's possible, 
try to play with the idea of and the possibility of it and um, switch up the language that you use. So maybe saying things like, I am fully healed just sounds completely ridiculous to you. But maybe you can try, I am willing to work on my healing or I am open to the possibility that I can heal. Do you see that little shift? You're just saying, I am willing or I am open to the possibility, right? So try that on and see if it feels a little bit more believable in your mind and in your body. And chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, then you are already in this stage of healing, at least. You have some sort of awareness of it. And if you need help with the believing that it's possible, keep listening to this season because it is all about awareness that healing and thriving is possible. Okay, moving on to stage two, education. So this means educating yourself on all of the things, right? So this is learning more about trauma and PTSD and the effects that it has on your brain and your body and your nervous system, right? This could also be reading books about narcissism and how their brain works, or this could be learning about the wide range of healing tools and techniques and modalities and strategies that are all available for healing. And here is why this stage is important. So when I healed my 12 years of horrific, awful back pain, and it was with meditations and journaling and angry letters, it was a really strange experience, right? So first, I didn't believe it. Um, I thought maybe, oh, you know, I'm having a good day. And, oh, maybe it's just a good week or maybe a good month because I would have those sometimes sporadically. And then once it stayed away for a couple of months, I started to think maybe I was a little bit crazy, right? I was like gaslighting myself. And after six months of being pain free, I literally thought it was magic. (laughs) I was like, I just did magic. I don't know what happened. How the hell did what I did? what I did, what I, all the strategies that I use, how did that work? Right. And those first six months, I actually didn't even tell anyone. (laughs) I had no idea how to explain what had happened and it made no logical sense. Right. (laughs) And that is when I started to educate myself. I started reading books on trauma and suddenly what was magic turned into science (laughs) with, you know, hard evidence and data and research to back it up. It finally became real, tangible, something that I could actually comprehend, right? And that is when I actually started sharing my story with the people around me. So let's just say that you were in a relationship with a narcissist. It can be helpful to understand maybe more about why they're like that and how everything that they did and they said to you had absolutely nothing to do with you because that's how they are. That's what happened to them. That's their trauma. That's their brain. And that you're not alone, that this is that people are being treated this way by narcissists and it's not just you. And they would have done the same to anyone else. It can kind of it can help to it can help you to find peace and leave the situation and the attachments behind. And let's also say like maybe you had chronic pain like I did, uh, GI issues or other physical symptoms that, you know, maybe your doctors have diagnosed you with fibromyalgia or IBS or, you know, just getting older. <laughs> You're just going to have some body aches, right? Like, oh, I'm 30. My back should hurt. No. 
moving on. But you know that you've experienced significant emotional trauma. It could be helpful for you to read and to learn more about the effects of emotional trauma on our bodies, what being in constant fight or flight does to you and your body and your nervous system, and all of the negative side effects that happens when your nervous system is completely out of whack. You don't know what you don't know, right? So I'll quickly share a little bit about what stage three and four are before we dive a little bit deeper into stage two. So stage three is managing triggers. And I'm not talking about the buzzword of being triggered. I'm talking about that full body triggered reaction that me and other trauma survivors get when you have PTSD. I mean the triggers that get you into that full-blown fight-or-flight mode, sweaty armpits, your heart's racing, and you're getting prepared to run from that line. (laughs) Except there's no line, right? Um, But this is when you are so activated that your body and brain, they slow down on so many, so many fronts. And it's not good. So it's incredibly important that you start to pay attention to these triggers, that you start to track them and journal about them so that you can begin to manage them and hopefully stop them completely. But you won't stop them by ignoring them or trying to shove them away. It's just, it's not going to happen. It, it won't happen. Remember my story? 12 years of chronic pain that got worse, not better, did not go away. All right. And the fourth step is implementation and integration. So this is where you're trying all the tools, the techniques, the modalities, the strategies that are out there and, you know, seeing what helps, what you love, maybe what you're not a big fan of, um, and maybe ones that you're going to need more support with or that you just don't understand fully, right? And like I said earlier, there's a lot more to healing than just talk therapy or drugs. There's so much more out there. And there's also been research done on why just talking about your trauma could actually just be causing you further harm. (laughs) Very simply, Talking about the trauma activates the fight or flight response and sends those stress hormones flooding through your body. And your brain can't tell if the threat is real or imagined. And that's why a lot of other modalities that don't involve just discussing what you went through can actually have more effective changes. I could talk about this all day, but let's get back to stage two, which is education. So I've shared some effects of not addressing the trauma. Being in fight or flight mode constantly is incredibly hard for our bodies. So when you're in fight or flight mode, you're in survival mode, right? So your body's and your brain's only objective at that time is to stay safe, is to survive, is to not get eaten by the light, right? So this was super beneficial, you know, thousands of years ago when we literally had to run from lions all the time. But it's not so helpful now when our brains are having the same reaction just from reading an awful news article. And if you read the news... It's pretty much all awful, right? We're not meant to consume all of that negative information all the time because it does activate the fight or flight in the same way as if you were actually experiencing it. So when you get into the survival mode, it shuts down all of the non-essential parts of our body. And I know that I'm saying non-essential parts, but these parts include our digestive system, our reproductive system, and part of our nervous system, which... I feel like those are essential. (laughs) Like if you're constantly in fight or flight and you're not digesting your food and you're wondering why you have chronic pain, it seems like it's essential, right? So this is why the chronic stomach pains are really, really common for people who've experienced trauma or who have just a lot of stress in their life, who just have a very stressful job or stressful living situation. A lot of them have stomach pain. I know me as a child, I used to have stomach pains 
all the time. Maybe you did too. Maybe if you uh, had struggles growing up, you had constant stomach pain. I know I've heard of so many kids who were, who say their stomachs hurt and their parents will get them checked out and they find nothing wrong with them. And so many times, like, especially now I'm like, are they, are they okay? <laughs> are kids being nice to them, right? Because it affects your body so much. And your brain doesn't care if you're digesting your breakfast. It cares that you have enough adrenaline and cortisol running through your body to make your legs strong enough to outrun that lion that is no longer there, right? Um, if you're curious to learn more about this, more about trauma and how it affects your brain and all of that, February's content drop inside of the Rise and Thrive tribe is going to be all about the brain and trauma and how it affects it and how you can begin to get out of survival mode. Okay, getting back to it. So if you skip this stage of healing, it might not dawn on you just how important it is. If you don't truly understand the negative effects, then you might have no motivation to work on it, right? It's like, how do I know? It can be easier to ignore it sometimes, but this is something that must be dealt with. It has to be dealt with. You have to work through it. It's not going to go away on its own. It's not going to get better with time. You have to go through it. You can get started with this education portion today when you join the Rise and Thrive tribe. It's just $11 a month. I'll be sharing tools and education and modalities. There's going to be a monthly content drop. I'm probably going to just start dropping in more material um, as I get it recorded because I want it to be a robust <laughs> little membership so that you can kind of take what you need in that moment, right? Or you can start by reading books, right? I'm going to share a couple of books that have been super eye-opening for me. The first one is called The Body Keeps the Score by Dr. Bessel van der Kolk. <laughs> I always say his name wrong. So he's been researching the effects of PTSD and trauma on the brain since the 1970s. And this book, it's very dense. It's a lot to get through. I don't even think I've finished it. I've read most of it, but it does take a lot to get through. It's very scientific, um, but it's got a lot of research and knowledge that he's gathered over these like 50 years. And it is incredible. This is the book that helped me realize that I didn't heal my back with magic, <laughs> as I had thought, and actually gave me the scientific evidence of how the trauma had changed my brain and how the modalities, how the modalities that I used were actually able to heal it. Another book that is going to be a little bit of an easier read, as in, you know, it's less scientific and dense, is by Gabby Bernstein called Happy Days. And she mostly shares about how she used IFS, internal family systems, to heal her childhood trauma, um, also reparenting herself and inner child's work. I'm a huge fan of her books, and I actually... <laughs> Side story, I got to do a Zoom call with her and a book club that I was in um, in the summer of 2020, and I got to talk to her and tell her how her book helped me to manifest our dream home that we were moving to. <laughs> so that was pretty, pretty cool. Anyways, I love anything that she writes. She's got um, really easy to read books that also have a lot of actionable exercises and techniques that you can put into practice. So you're not just like reading another book and putting it on the shelf and not doing anything about it. She makes it really, really easy to take action and implement what she's teaching. You know, I'll link the Amazon list in the show notes too, with a few of the other books that I recommend. Because if doing a course or doing a program or hiring a coach are a little bit too intense for you at this time, totally understandable. You have to go at your own pace, right? You have to do this 
when you are ready, you have to be a little bit comfortable, right? I know it's important to step out of our comfort zones, but if you push yourself too hard, it might backfire on you. You don't want to go, you don't want to do too much and it caused you more damage, right? So reading a book can be an easy little stepping stone into it. I know everyone's different, so it might be different for everyone, but I'll link those books so you can check them out and see which ones. You can always message me too and ask me any questions. I will be happy to answer. You can find me on Instagram or uh, my email should be linked here as well. And I want to end this by saying that it is possible to heal after trauma. So I always say this, but I'm just going to say it again in, in case you're new around here and maybe you haven't heard it before, but healing is a lifelong journey. You're not going to one day get to the destination of healed, right? And then all of a sudden be completely done with this work. I like to think of it as just another healthy habit to practice. So just like I drink water every day, plenty of water, right? And I move my body and I try to eat a variety of vegetables, right? Practicing my healing tools and learning is the exact same. It's just another healthy habit. And that's nothing to feel ashamed or bad about right? We don't shame people for drinking water every day. We're not like, wow, you're drinking water again? You're still not able to survive without water, right? That would be ridiculous. <laughs> that would be so ridiculous. But there's so much bullshit out there. Like, why are you not over it yet? It's been years. Like, just get over it. Yeah, whatever. You had a bad relationship. Get over it, right? And people are really uncomfortable talking about abuse. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to hear. It makes them feel weird, right? Not here. You can come here and you can feel supported and you can feel heard and you can feel seen. What you went through was absolutely not right, okay? And you don't have to stay silent anymore and you don't have to heal alone. So come join our community, come learn, come grow and come heal with us and be sure to check the show notes for more resources. I love you all and I will see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Please make sure that you rate and review and share this podcast if you loved it, if you found it valuable, and I will see you next week. 